and greetings, and welcome to episode 10 of the Comms Gear Podcast, a weekly summary of the most recent developments in communications technology. We'll be talking about a roundup of the most recent technological advancements, including some key points in cybersecurity, AI, and mobile devices. My name is Jason, and I'll be your host. Uh, in the first article series, we're going to focus on Juniper Networks. In the first pair of papers, we're going to look at how Juniper Networks is improving treatment at Rady Children's Hospital and Centara Healthcare. So recently, Juniper Networks revealed that these two healthcare facilities are using their networking solutions to enhance the quality of care for both patients and employees. This is encouraging news as healthcare businesses rely largely on technological advancements to deliver quality service to patients. The missed AI-driven wireless network from Juniper Networks has been installed at Rady Children's Hospital, as stated in a press release by the company. Having reliable internet access is a matter of life and death in a healthcare environment, and additionally, Centara Healthcare relies on Juniper networking technology to power its telehealth offerings. As the global need for enhanced medical improvements continues, online medical assistance has become an essential service. Centara Healthcare is able to give superior telehealth services to its patients because they use the solutions from Juniper. And Juniper Networks has already worked with other institutions to the healthcare industry, and in reality, for quite some time, they have been supplying healthcare facilities with networking solutions. This new collaboration between Rady Children's Hospital and Centara Healthcare shows how healthcare technology may be leveraged to enhance the experience of patients. And in the show uh, notes, you'll can, you can see the link for the official announcement made by Juniper Networks. Next up uh, from Juniper, we're going to discuss how Halfords is using Juniper Networks AI-driven wired and wireless access solutions to provide customers with consistent and easy shopping experiences. And in order to provide consistent and dependable connections throughout their locations, Halfords, the largest retailer of automotive and cycling items in the United Kingdom, has just announced that they would be implementing networking solutions from Juniper Networks. This British retailer has more than 400 locations and has sought a networking solution that would enable it to provide consumers with a unified and frictionless shopping experience across all of its outlets. The Juniper Network's press statement states that in order to give its customers and employees this fast and dependable connection, Halfords has implemented Juniper's Juniper's missed AI-driven wireless network and the EX series Ethernet switches. Wayfinding in store promotions and individualized shopping experiences are just an example of the location-based services that Halfords can offer um, thanks to that missed AI-driven wireless network. Halfords also benefits from a safe and dependable wired network thanks to the EX series Ethernet switches. With this type of assurance, Halfords can confidently execute their most important apps and services across a safe and stable network. This is exemplary in the ways of which uh, retail technology may be leveraged to better serve its customers. And in order to complete, uh, compete in today's highly competitive retail sector, Companies like Halfords rely on networking solutions provided by Juniper Networks to offer their customers with a smooth and hassle-free shopping experience. Next up on the Comscare Podcast, we'll be discussing the most recent 9 to 5 Mac news. And rumors of the Apple's forthcoming diary Apple servers are jumping off point. A story published recently on 9to5Mac suggests that Apple is developing a journaling software for users to record their experiences, reflections, and emotions. App users will be able to take use of tools like writing prompts, photo albums, and audio diaries to better document their lives and experiences. 
If you are a journal keeper who's been seeking for a digital time-saving alternative, well, this app is for you. The new Apple app makes it easier to keep a diary, which has gained popularity as the significance of mental health and self-care has just grown. Rumor has it that this program will be made accessible for both iOS and macOS, albeit neither the app's name nor its official release date have been confirmed, but as a result, users may be able to switch between devices without missing a beat and keep recording their exploits wherever they may be. It's also worth mentioning that this software has the ability to compete with other popular journaling applications like Day One and Journey. Uh, Apple's new journaling app may not be the first of its kind, but the company's huge user base and reputation for making simple the user-friendly apps gives it a good chance for being just a outright market success. The following is we've got a post from 9to5Mac discussing the features that may be added to iOS 17 and alter the method in which iPhone users download apps. So a new side-loading feature for iOS 17 that would allow users to download programs from outside the App Store uh, is apparently being considered by Apple, according to a recent post on 9to5Mac. Users would have uh, greater freedom to customize their devices and have access to software that isn't distributed through the App Store, Uh Um, if this option is made available. Some iOS users have complained about Apple's stringent standards restricting their ability to expand their software selection beyond the software store, and users would be able to sidestep those limits with the help of the new sideloading technology. Now, this technology would be opt-in only and only available to users in the United States who agree to the terms and conditions. This would be helpful in making sure that people understand that the hazards of installing programs from sources other than the App Store. If you are an iOS user who's been wanting more freedom when it comes to app management, the new side loading option may be just what you've been looking for. However, caution should be exercised and only programs from reliable sources should be downloaded. And any updates on this possible new iOS 17 function would be greatly appreciated by us users. So something to look out for when, if and when they actually roll this out. The next story on 9to5 uh, is to discuss uh, the arrival of Rivian's electric car app for the Apple Watch, uh, complete with a unique interaction with uh, Apple Music. So in another story coming from 9to5Mac, it claims that Rivian, the electric car company, they're working on an app that would allow the Apple Watch owners to remotely operate their automobiles. Uh, Okay. Uh, It features... uh, Such a a remote starting and stopping, locking and unlocking, and temperature regulation, uh, which is expected to be incorporated into this uh, app. What's more, uh, the Rivian app will have a unique interaction with Apple Music, giving users complete control over their music library without ever leaving the app. This means that customers may listen to their favorite music and songs and albums from their Apple Music library without ever taking their hands off the wheel. This is a wonderful illustration of how modern technology is improving our quality of life. And users can now operate their car and their music without ever having to take their eyes off their phone. Or thanks to Rivian, Rivian's app connection with uh, Apple Music. Now, it's important to remember that Rivian is a young company, but its creative designs and cutting-edge technologies have already caused a stir in the electric car industry. And by releasing an app for the Apple Watch, Rivian once again demonstrates that its cars are technologically advanced and ahead of a lot of the competition. 
I am kind of excited to see what comes next for the Rivian app and how it interacts with Apple products uh, like the watch and the music, because that means that other companies will try and follow suit and play, try and play catch up. Next up is a story about Zoom and their latest iPhone app upgrade, which adds some dynamic island mode uh, interoperability. So in the next story, again, coming from 9to5Mac, it claims that the most recent version of the Zoom iPhone app supports the dynamic island mode, allowing for users to keep their video conference window active, even while they uh, switch between their other apps. Those who need to take notes while, uh, while they're online or reply to messages during video conversations will find this function pretty invaluable. And to the dynamic island mode, which is that tiny resizable window uh, that will appear as a floating uh, object on the top of the screen. This allows for a user to multitask on their smartphone without missing a beat during the video conference. Zoom customers who, uh, who use iPhones for video conversations will appreciate this upgrade since it makes it easier to switch between tasks without interrupting the connection. And with the, uh, the additional running um, of the more enhanced remote work capabilities around, it's bound to be a very popular addition. Note that this function is now only accessible on the iPhone app. However, it may be rolled out to other devices in the future with uh, this new upgrade. Zoom continues to evolve its platform in, in response to customer feedback. In T-Mobile's latest offering, uh, Phone Freedom, it, it is a topic of our last 9 to 5 piece. Uh, T-Mobile has now offered a service called Phone Freedom, which allows customers to replace their smartphones whenever they want without having to pay off their current handset first. Okay. Uh, as reported in, in this uh, most recent story. So this is a radical break from the norm at carriers where users must first pay off their phones before being eligible for an upgrade. T-Mobile users can update their phones without having to pay a large upfront fee by taking advantage of the company's phone freedom program. The brand new gadget may be paid off over the course of 36 months and upgrades are available after only 12 months. T-Mobile has taken a bold step by putting the ability to upgrade smartphones more regularly in the hands of their consumers. And the requirement to first finish paying off an older device is now removed, which is a big convenience for many of their consumers. All handsets, including the newest iPhones and Android devices, are eligible for the Phone Freedom Program, which is accessible to both new and current uh, T-Mobile customers. In addition, for a limited time, T-Mobile is running a deal wherein users may save up to $800 by trading in an old phone. To be clear, the Phone Freedom Program is not a lease program, and at the end of the 36-month period, the consumer will have full ownership of the smartphone, and after the initial 36 months, users have the option of keeping their gadgets or trading them in for a new model. Gear podcast, where we will now discuss the most recent news from 9to5Google. So to kick things off, uh, we're going to discuss the buzz around the new organizing feature in Google's Messages app, which 
was included in the app's most recent update. A new feature in Google's Messages app automatically sorts messages into folders depending on their subject matter as reported by 9to5Google. Messages, transactions, and personal purchases are all types of examples. The purpose of this new function is to simplify the process of managing messages and locating specific pieces of information for users. Users no longer have to go through a mountain of notifications to find those that pertain to certain purchases or transactions. It's important to note that this functionality is completely optional for consumers. The message experience may be tailored to the individual user in this way. To those who use Google Messages and receive a large number of messages each day and may benefit from an improved interface, will probably love this new feature. Um, Users may save time and keep organized with the help of the automated categorization tool, which is very useful in today's hectic environment. Also, many people are migrating to uh, Google Messages from their other chatting applications like WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger, so that's something to keep in mind. More people may decide to move to Google Messages now that it is a better organization uh, option. Next up from 9to5Google, this post discusses the new co-presenting functionality for slides in Google Meet. So this new feature in Google Meet is called co-presenting, and it lets many presenters work together on a same slide deck while turning a video conference as reported. Uh, This innovation is geared on streamlining uh, telework and and presentation preparation for remote conferences. This new functionality makes it simple to transition between presenters and slides by giving each presenter individual control over the slide deck. When compared to the old approach in which presenters had to take turns manually passing control of the slide deck, this is kind of a huge improvement. Remote teams who rely on virtual meetings to work on projects will find that the new co-presentation function is probably pretty helpful. Teams can operate more successfully and efficiently when they don't have to consistently communicate or coordinate because of the ease with which they can update the control uh, of a share of a slide deck. It's also worth mentioning that Google Meet has rapidly grown in popularity as a video conferencing tool, luring customers away from other competitors like Zoom and Microsoft Teams. And with the ability to work together on slides, Google Meet is sure to attract even more users. In some recent Samsung Galaxy Watch 6 rumors, uh, it's possible for the inclusion of an Exynos processor. You know that from the phones. So in this latest 9to5 Google update, uh, it suggests that the Samsung Galaxy Watch 6 will ship with an Exynos CPU rather than Qualcomm Snapdragon chip like prior generations. It has been speculated that compared to Qualcomm Snapdragon processor, this this is one that will provide superior performance and battery life for for the Samsung faithful waiting for the Galaxy Watch 6. This is really good news indeed, as the Watch 6 is expected to sell well because of its enhanced capabilities and, of course, battery life. The Exynos processor is utilized in Samsung smartphones as well, and it has been praised for speed and power efficiency. These advantages are expected to carry over to the Galaxy Watch should it ship with an Exynos processor. But later this year, Samsung is slated to introduce this Watch 6, which has been rumored to have that upgraded health tracking in addition to a fresh new look, whatever that is. 
with Galaxy Watch 6, Samsung looks to maintain its position as a top one of the wearable technologies in the industry. What's following next are some recent developments concerning Google's BARD accessibility tool and its possible influence on the programming world. So next up that from 9to5Google, they reported recently that the coding community will be profoundly affected by Google's new accessibility tool, BARD. The goal of this language model, which stands for Building Accessibility for the Real World, uh, Okay, uh, it is to provide designers and developers with tools to make their goods and services more easily usable by people with disabilities. It is anticipated that the tool will have some far-reaching effects on the coding community by encouraging developers to give greater consideration to accessibility difficulties and to build such considerations into their projects from the outset. That uh, accessibility being taken into account throughout the whole development process, which is Good news for the coding community. As for more and more people relying on technology to do more mon mundane chores, accessibility has become an increasingly present, uh, pressing issue in the tech sector. Making sure that the technology is available to everyone is not just the right thing to do from a social responsibility standpoint, but it also makes excellent economic sense because more people can buy your product. The creation of BARD represents a major advance in the fight for accessibility in the IT sector, and we can help make sure that this technology is, is accessible to people of all abilities by giving developers the means to make it more accessible for goods and services. So let's make it more possible so we can get some more money off of it. <laughs> in, uh, next up in the newest software update for Galaxy handsets from Samsung, it will be uh, something that we're going to talk about next. So, uh, Next story, published from 9to5Google, claims that the April 2023 update for Galaxy smartphones has been issued by Samsung. So it's out on the street, folks. The quick share function, which facilitates the transfer of data across Galaxy devices in a flash, is one of the most exciting new additions. The camera app has also been upgraded in this version to prevent enhanced focusing and enhanced picture processing. The most recent security updates are also included in this update, ensuring that Galaxy devices are as safe as can be from harm. For Samsung devotees who can't wait to get their hands on the brand's newest and greatest innovations, this is pretty excellent news. With this new upgrade, uh, Samsung uh, continues to demonstrate a dedication to giving the best possible product and service experience. Samsung smartphones and tablets already rank among the industry's best sellers, and upgrades should further their increased uh, level of pop popularity. Our last article, again from 9to5Google reports, that uh, there's some new rumors uh, concerning the Google Pixel 7a, which will include a new face unlock function. So in the reports, it states that the Pixel 7a may have a new face unlock function like those present on the prior uh, Pixel device based on photographs that have been released. If implemented, the new function would eliminate the requirement for a pin or fingerprint to unlock the device, both of which don't seem to work very well. Uh, given the rise in popularity of the face unlock function on the smartphones, uh, this is great news for Pixel enthusiasts. So reiteration, upgrades, capabilities, enhancements, those kind of things, especially for the Pixel 7a, which is poised to be a hit with consumers searching for a smartphone that combines security and simplicity. Thanks to the, uh, the possibility of including 
this new improved face unlock. It's worth mentioning that the Pixel 7a is rumored to have a bigger battery and a better camera, among other new features and enhancements, and is scheduled for release later this year. podcast and for the next segment we'll be dedicating our time to discussing cybersecurity. So first, we'll discuss the emergence of a new form of malware known as Evil Extractor. Uh, a new post on Fortinet's blog claims that Evil Extractor is a comprehensive thief that can take several types of sensitive data from affected machines. The potential of this new virus is to elude detection and analysis by security professionals, which is extremely worrisome. The purpose of Evil Extractor is to collect sensitive information such as passwords, credit card numbers, and more. Furthermore, it can gather system data and defeat security mechanisms like two-factor authentication. It's a timely reminder of the significance of cybersecurity and the urgency of taking precautions to safeguard our data and infrastructure. It is crucial that we keep our wits about us and take preventative measures to keep our data and systems safe in the light of the ever-increasing incidents of malware and other cyber dangers. Note that the continued efforts of, of security researchers and specialists in the field of cybersecurity are reflected in the discovery of Evil Extractor to ensure that people and businesses can, uh, can use technology safely and securely. Their work is essential in detecting and eliminating all these types of dangers. The next part of our security coverage will focus on a novel uh, tactic in cyber protection called offensive-defensive. So in this article from Fortinet blog, Fortinet's blog, it claims that uh, deception uh, techniques may be used in offensive defense to foil hackers and to stop ransomware at, uh, attempts. This strategy entails luring and distracting attackers from their real targets by building up false systems and data. And the purpose of offensive defense is to hinder the effectiveness of hacking attempts and mitigate damage from these successful ones. Businesses may safeguard their data and systems against ransomware with the use of deceptive strategies. More and more businesses will likely embrace the offensive defense, defensive strategy to cybersecurity in the future years. Ransomware uh, assaults and other forms of cybercrime are becoming more and more common. Thus, it's crucial uh, that we find novel approaches to cybersecurity. It's important to remember that offensive defensive is just one method of bolstering cybersecurity and that it should be employed alongside measures like firewalls, antivirus software, and staff education and awareness campaigns. An organization's best defense against cyber attacks is a thorough cybersecurity strategy. In, sub in a subsequent Fortinet post, we've also got a coverage on a telecom provider which had tightened controls over its remote worker safety. So uh, this uh, additional Fortinet blog post describes the difficulties encountered by a telecom provider in ensuring the safety of its remote workers. There was a higher chance of data breaches and other security issues due to employees working remotely and utilizing their own devices. The telecom provider contacted Fortinet for assistance with this problem. The telecom provider had implemented Fortinet's secure access solutions so that its distant workers could access company systems and data in a safe and dependable manner. Fortinet Solutions includes the use of a virtual private network or VPN, multi-factor authentication, and protection of endpoints. 
the telecom provider was able to rest easy knowing that the data and systems were secure, even when viewed remotely. An excellent illustration of how businesses may better monitor and safeguard their remote labor, data, and infrastructure. Organizations need to protect their systems and data to give employees a safe access as the number of remote workers grows. Fortinet, which is identified as a market leader in offering safe access solutions for business of all kinds, and this is something that ought to be you know, highlighted. Their products are well-suited to a business who want to improve their security management because of their scalability, adaptability, and user-friendliness. So many companies are out there providing these types of capabilities. Fortinet is one of them, and there are many others, but uh, they are a trusted one uh, out in the, in the field. All right, so our next batch of news comes from Sophos, and uh, an item we've got here is to discuss one of the new manufacturing cybersecurity guides. Uh, This is a report published on Sophos News, and it claims that hackers are increasingly focusing their attention on the industrial industry due to the importance of digital technology in the industrial and the knock-on effects of assault. This sector is just at risk all the time of cybercrime. Sophos has published a cybersecurity handbook for the uh, industrial industry to help with with this problem. Manufacturers can benefit from the guide's recommendations for strengthening their cybersecurity and shielding their systems and data from outside interference, best practices for protecting networks and endpoints, techniques for reducing the risk of insider threats, and advice for securing third-party suppliers and contractors are just some, just some, of the, uh, the many subjects covered in the guide. It also emphasizes the significance of training and awareness to, uh, for the employees and provides guidance on how to plan for and respond to to incidents. Manufacturers wishing to improve their cybersecurity and shield their infrastructure and data from cyber criminals would do well to consult this guidance, and the industrial industry is particularly vulnerable to cyber attacks, making it all the more important for businesses to take precautions to protect their systems and data. It's also important to note that Sophos is a leader in the cybersecurity solutions market, just like Fortinet, servicing businesses of all sizes. And manufacturers who want to improve their cybersecurity could also consider their solutions since they are scalable, adaptable, and easy to use, just like Fortinet. All right, our next piece is on the new QuackBot C2 servers that were uh, uncovered by Sophos NDR. Uh, The new report coming from Sophos News, claims that the banking Trojan known as QuackBot has been around for a while, and the, the Trojan can steal private information such as logins, passwords, and financial details. <laughs> Sophos has discovered additional C2 servers used by hackers to run the QuackBot Trojan and launch attacks. The discovery of these servers highlights the necessity of remaining, remaining vigilant against cyber threats and protecting our data and infrastructure again, just like the previous cybersecurity articles, the same the basics are repeated over and over again. Um, with the aid of Sophos's network detection and response (NDR), businesses can identify attacks and take preventative measures before they do harm. And when even when threats are, are concealed in encrypted traffic, Sophos's NDR can detect them using powerful machine learning algorithms and behavioral analysis. The continued effort of security researchers and specialists in the field of cybersecurity, as demonstrated by the identification of this new QuackBot C2 server uh, rollout, are great demonstrations of the strength of, in this case, Sophos's NDR. 
and to ensure that people and businesses can use technology safely and securely, their work is essential to detecting and eliminating dangers. There is also a new piece of malware known as Awkill that has been created specifically to eradicate endpoint detection and response EDR programs. So we've got a, a recent story that's also coming from Sophos News describing Awkill, this stealthy piece of malware that may actually be able to evade EDR tools by exploiting the process explorer driver. Because the virus is programmed to destroy any EDR software on the system, it makes it a little bit more difficult for security researchers and specialists to identify and respond to these threats. The discovery of Awkill highlights the need for proactive measures to safeguard our data and systems from the persistent danger poised by malware and cyber threats. It is critical for individuals and businesses to take, again, even more precautions uh, against malicious software, and in this case, it's things like Awkill. Sophos provides several options for protecting uh, organizations and data against cyber criminals. Again, this uh, scalable, adaptable, user-friendly solutions that cover everything from advanced threat detection and response capabilities to network endpoint protection. So not only are the efforts of security researchers and specialists in the realm of cybersecurity essential in locating and eliminating dangers like Awkill, but their work is continuous and thus constantly undervalued. They do important work that benefits everyone's ability to utilize techno technology with confidence. All right, our next post talks about a recap of news from the previous week from the FBI and FCC's recent cautions about the dangers of juice jacking. Um, a sort of cyber assault known as juice jacking occurs when hackers plant malware on public charging stations in order to collect information from consumer devices without their knowledge. So recently, FBI and FCC have issued warnings about the dangers of juice jacking and gave advice on how to protect yourself from being such a victim, such as uh, reports on the articles coming from Naked Security and Sophos. And their recommendations include never utilizing a public charging station, switching to a private charging device, turning off data transfer while charging, Although this is sound advice, uh, many people who rely on public charging stations when traveling or otherwise on the go may not find this to be convenient or even doable. And using charging only USB car, uh, cords, carrying a portable charger, and avoiding untrusted charging stations are just a few of the extra measures consumers may take to protect themselves against juice jacking that are highlighted in the article. Uh, these supplementary measures are useful and can aid users in keeping their gadgets and data safe from harm. Um, what I'm going to highlight here, uh, this might be a tempest in a teapot because there's no real recording of this actually happening in the wild, but this is definitely something to be on the lookout for. So when I travel, I bring my own uh, plug and then charge into that. That's kind of how I work around it even though this is not something that has actually been recorded out in the wild. So be wary, but know the truth out there. So just, just be cautious, just like everything else. So um, this is the Comscare podcast episode for today, and we are at our end. Um, sharing this great news with you has just been a pleasure, and I'm looking forward to talking about more business news and upcoming episodes concerning uh communications gear and technology and cybersecurity.
So in order in order to ensure that you never miss an episode, please make sure to subscribe subscribe to the Comps Gear podcast uh, on your preferred Comcast uh, uh, Comps. <laughs> please make sure that you subscribe to the Comps Gear podcast on your preferred podcasting service, and always feel free to visit our CompsGear.com website uh, to learn more about us. I appreciate you tun- tuning in, and I'll see you on the following episode.